Welcome to the Demons in My Mind podcast, where we take an unfiltered view of the issues in life. Like I've mentioned before, if you don't know my story, I struggled with crippling OCD in high school. And this gave me an anxiety that was unbearable, and it nearly cost me all of my friends. It was awful, and I nearly lost everything. But now that I'm on the other side of mental illness, I have learned some things along the way, and I'm excited to share them with the world, which is why I made this podcast. Today, we're going to pivot away from mental health topics specifically, and we're going to talk more about the spiritual aspect of life. Now, when I say spiritual, I'm sure a lot of thoughts come to mind, but hopefully we'll have a working definition of what spirituality is, what the spiritual plane kind of looks like, and how to map that out in a healthy, safe way. So sit back, relax. We're going to dive into this deep talk topic, and I'm excited to talk about it with you. Let's talk about spirituality, the spiritual plane, and how to approach it. So what is spirituality? Like I mentioned in the first episode of Demons in My Mind, spirituality is essential to optimize your mental health. Spirituality is the gateway to receive wholeness of life. And only when we receive wholeness of life can we walk in true peace. But what is spirituality and how do you define that? Spirituality is kind of an abstract term that we kind of throw around. Some people just mean spirituality as self-improvement. They've embarked on a journey to where they're trying to better themselves and they're doing everything they can to self-optimize and to walk in their best life. Other people, when they refer to spirituality, they talk about engaging with beings or forces or energies beyond the physical senses and try to flow in harmony with that. Other people in spirituality use that as a synonym for religion. And in their religious circles, they use it as connecting with God or connecting with the religious traditions of their faith. But what I want to submit to you as a working definition of spirituality, at least for our discussions, is tapping into a lifestyle that doesn't demand immediate proof. <laughs> what I mean by that is not throwing your brain out the window. What I mean by that is admitting that there's more to this life than meets the eye. That the deeper you go into flowing in peace, in wholeness, and flowing in harmony, in this universe, you've got to let go of logic sometimes. You've got to let go with the demand to understand everything before you flow with it. Tapping into spirituality is accepting the possibility that there could be something beyond yourself in your existence and accepting that mystery to flow with that otherness. It's a commitment to transcend beyond the observable to embrace the mystery of this life. Now you might be thinking, okay, I don't really want to do that. I believe fully in the scientific method. I believe in the observable. I believe in understanding things before I dive into them because I believe to truly harness what I discover, I need to understand it first. That's totally true and that's totally valid. But let me submit to you through observing just slightly history, 
how the scientific method has changed our lives and has discovered things that were there all along. So for instance, we discovered the atom. This atomic idea was around back in Greek philosophy that our world is made of basic units, indivisible units, the farther you go down. This was just an idea, this was a philosophy, this was a mysterious concept that could not be proven of the day. Nevertheless, the philosophers were right. As time moved on, as we dug deeper into our universe and we had more sophisticated tools through harnessing our technology and harnessing our resources and the scientific method, we actually did discover the atom. And we actually did discover that this world is made of indivisible units. This idea was discovered much, much later, but it was believed by many, by spiritual people as an abstract concept. Even in the scientific method, you have to first come up with a hypothesis. You have to embrace a hypothesis before you can confirm that as truth. That's all that spirituality is. It's embracing the hypothesis of there's something more, or there's a concept to this life that you can't readily see, and exploring that on your own. So spirituality is not throwing your brain out the window. If anything, it's a heightened form of the scientific method, applying to a philosophical view and a mystic experience to the world around you. So now that we've talked a little bit about spirituality, I mentioned before that there's a spiritual plane out there. So this is the hypothesis, if you will, that I want to submit to you. We can't readily prove this. We can't readily explain this just yet. Where we are at in our humanity, we can't fully observe these things and quantify these things. But it does not mean it's not true because we see hints of it in our world. So for instance, there is a spiritual plane out there. Any scientist out there will explain to you that there are more than the four dimensions out there that we experience. We have the three spatial dimensions that you and I experience, and there's a fourth dimension of time that we travel on incessantly. But beyond that, scientists hypothesize that there's many different dimensions that are quite hard to comprehend, but nevertheless there, interwoven within our universe. There could be other beings on these planes with higher intelligences, other capabilities, other powers that humans don't have. In fact, in an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson, he talks about this. He talks about a hypothetical fourth dimensional being trying to communicate with our three dimensional self. He likened it humorously to Monsters Inc. actually. He said, when you fill up a room and you don't have any more space to a three dimensional being like humans, it's confusing. We don't know where else to put the boxes. We don't know what to do because we're out of space where we have more stuff. Neil goes on to explain that if there was a four-dimensional being interacting with our three-dimensional self, we would hear a voice in the atmosphere say, hey, there's a simple solution. Just move these boxes into the fourth dimension. And then in a snap, all the boxes disappeared. It's as if they vanished in thin air, but they're being stored in that fourth dimension. To that fourth-dimensional being, this is normal. This is natural. This is rational. But to our three-dimensional beings, it's quite confusing. 
Another way that people like to describe it is the relationship between humans and ants. So the concept of a roller coaster and what we humans experience in the day to day is mind boggling to these ants. The same happens hypothetically to these hypothetical beings that live in these other dimensions within our existence. This is the spiritual plane. On the spiritual plane, there are beings of higher intelligence, of higher power, interacting around you and I daily. There are beings flowing and interacting with this universe that you don't see. There are beings interacting with this world that you feel the effects of, but you don't readily observe or engage with. It's because they're in another dimension. It's because they're interacting with this world on a higher dimension than humans do. You see, you might be at a loss of, okay, higher beings and dimensions. I still don't fully understand that. Well, it's a popular assumption to believe that we aren't alone in this world that there are aliens, that there are other beings out there, extraterrestrial beings. And just, and just looking through and researching just a little bit, you'll see alien sightings out the wazoo. You'll see people talking about experiencing beings visiting them that are not human and are hard to explain. It's hard to believe that we're alone in the world. And I would submit to you that there are extraterrestrial beings just not necessarily in the dimensions that we experience. These beings are all around us. They interact with our world on a day-to-day -day basis in a different dimension in ways that we can't fully comprehend with our small three-dimensional brain. But nonetheless, they're there. Nonetheless, they experience and interact with our reality. But are all these beings good? Do they all have our best interest in mind? Or are some of these beings, do they have a malicious intent? Are they evil? Are they selfish? Do they intend to hurt us? Do they intend to destroy us? I would submit to you that there is a cosmic spiritual war going on. In a previous episode, we talked about the reality of death permeating all of our existence. There's incongruence, there's disharmony throughout our universe. And in the spiritual realm, there is no exception. There are good aliens and there are bad aliens. There are good higher beings, there are bad higher beings. There are good spirits, if you will, and bad spirits. And they are constantly warring around us. But what are they warring for? What are they fighting for? What is their desire? Their desire is you. They want your devotion. They want your allegiance. They want to captivate your heart. You see, the good force, the good spirits, the good aliens, the good beings out there, they want nothing but to prosper you. They want nothing but your best interest in mind. But the evil spirits, the bad aliens, the evil beings out there, whatever you want to call them, they want to steal from you. They want to kill your joy. They want to kill your happiness. They want to kill you. And they want to destroy your life. Now, don't get scared. Don't get apprehensive at what I'm explaining. I'm just, I'm just articulating the reality around you in the spiritual realm. There's a war. But how do we approach this healthily? How do we approach this 
intelligently? How do we approach this in a positive way? Because quite honestly, it seems like utter chaos the higher dimensions that you go. That's why there needs to be a supreme being in the universe that is the final authority in the universe. Some people call this a higher power. Some people call this God. Like I mentioned before, I identify as a mystic Christian, which as I explained before, means that I cling to the traditions and the teachings of Christianity, but I follow the Holy Spirit in spirituality to allow God to guide me in my every life. The key there is the Holy Spirit. You see, there's many spirits in our world. There's many spirits in higher dimensions. But the Holy Spirit is the the supreme being of our universe. This is because the Holy Spirit is God himself. God himself in the spirit realm, like we explained in a previous episode, God is three expressions in one. And the spiritual expression of him is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit created all of this. The Holy Spirit created all of those higher beings in the dimensions. The Holy Spirit created you and he created me. The Holy Spirit is the creator. And the Holy Spirit has authority over all. So what I would submit to you is the way to flow with the spiritual realm, to healthily approach it, to engage with it in a healthy way, is to not tap into a mere created alien in a higher realm, to happen to the Holy Spirit, the highest power in this universe, the highest force in this universe, the highest being in this universe. Because when you flow with the Holy Spirit, you begin to flow in harmony with the spiritual realm and tap into a way of life that is unimaginable than what you experience right now. It says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit wants to guide you in all truth. The Holy Spirit wants to guide you in the optimal life. The Holy Spirit wants to guide you in life, wholeness, peace, transcendence, and health. The Holy Spirit has your best interest in mind. The Holy Spirit loves you. And when you flow with the Holy Spirit, you will not be disappointed You will be over these other beings and those evil aliens, those evil beings can't touch you. Flowing with the Holy Spirit is really simple. It's asking the Holy Spirit to come into your life, to guide your life, and to lead your life. It's asking the Holy Spirit to lead your day to day, to guide you on his best life for you, on his best choices for you. And to honor that, submit to that, and trust him. It's not a dictatorship. It's not a control thing. It's allowing the higher power, the highest being in this universe, the creator, to guide your every move because he loves you. He created you. He knows how you function best. And he knows your best life. And when you trust that, (laughs) it's the adventure of a lifetime. It's the most thrilling experience you could ever imagine. This is what it means to be a mystic Christian. This is embracing the mysticism of spirituality, particularly in Christianity. When you flow with the Holy Spirit and allow God to guide you in life. It's thrilling. It's exciting. It's fulfilling. It's satisfying. It's the secret sauce 
to life. Trust me, I'm living it, and I wouldn't live any other way. Thanks again for listening to the Demons in My Mind podcast. I hope this caused you to think by presenting you a possible new perspective than what you came in with. As always, if you have any questions, DM me on my Instagram at talkreal.co. Or if you want to explore the Christian perspective a little bit more, check out my website, talkreal.co. On my Instagram, we talk about various mental health and spirituality topics. And as a mental health and spirituality coach, I produce content regularly. So again, check out my Instagram at talkreal.co or go to my website, talkreal.co.